This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's a challenging season when you're searching for who you are, where you are. If your experiences, relationships, or belief have been shaken by a circumstance, it can create a longing for meaning. And there are seasons of life where our self-awareness or our sense of self-image have been shaken. And so today, help. I'm having an identity crisis. Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast with Sean and Lynette Reed here, and we're helping couples succeed in every season of life. And so uh, today we're here to help you guys. And we often get the question of what does success look like? And it's really a healthy couple creating a legacy. And so if you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, we're going to bring a new show each week and we invite you to subscribe today to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette Reed so you never miss an episode. Let's Let's go. go. All right. So if you found yourself asking these questions, all right, what am I passionate about? What is my purpose in life? Who am I now that I'm stuck in this routine? Then we pray that today's episode is going to bless your life. So Kendra Cherry writes in What is an Identity Crisis? That an identity crisis is a developmental event that involves a person questioning their sense of self or place in the world. An identity crisis is a time of intensive analysis and exploration of different ways of looking at oneself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're all about discussing the transitions of life, yeah. right? And so one of the most challenging is when your identity shifts and changes as you confront new challenges or different experiences. So yeah. this podcast is like the nitty gritty yes. of marriage and transition. Okay. And... Uh, I'm 42 now, and I've been through a mini of identity crisis. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because I, and, and the worst part is, it's hard to identify when that longing is is actually coming to the surface. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it can be hard to articulate it to your spouse because it's hard for you to recognize that that's what's happening internally, Mm. that there's this longing for deep meaning that you have these unanswered questions. And again, it's, it's like, how do I discuss with you or how do I help you help me? (laughs) If you're trying to figure out your identity, like we've, can't nobody help nobody. We all in trouble. We don't know how to make it work. What are we going to do? Okay. So in the aftermath, especially in the aftermath of a transition, we can begin questioning things. Yeah. Like, what do I believe right now? Um, what are my interests? What, what's my next career path? Okay. And you may find it challenging to make decisions that are going to have a major impact on how you actually see yourself. Yeah. So if you're searching for passion in your life, listen, it's okay to question who you are, where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially... If you're in the process of changing 
or your circumstances are changing throughout your life. Um, if you're going through a moment where physically your body has gone through a dramatic change, I'll never forget y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a tooth removed mm. and, and it bothered me that day. I don't know what it was about it, but I had a surgery. It was a tooth. One single. Yep, it was my front tooth. And when that bad boy came out, I was like, I'm losing a part of myself. <laughs> it freaked me out. Now, I'm being goofy, but, but some of y'all know what it's like on a deeper level. Right. A tooth can be, you know, you can just snap another one in there and you yeah. keep on moving. But man, some of y'all have had major surgery. Yeah. And and a part, a part of you, you've had to process like, who am I now? Mm -hmm. That... Uh, a major surgery has taken place or, you know, you've had an amputation or different yeah. things of that nature. And it's like someone from the outside may not fully grasp how significant the change is and how dramatic it is because you have to now redefine yeah. how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so I, I was about to say, so, you know, there are some surgeries that actually change your hormones. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a full hysterectomy mm -hmm. a couple of years after our youngest or a year after our youngest was born. And so I was tw 23, 24, yeah. and I went straight into menopause. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was hard. Yeah, absolutely. And, and still is. Mm -hmm. And so for a very long time, I struggled with my identity just as a woman mm -hmm. because I, you know, being that young, how do I navigate this season? Mm -hmm. And that was really, really hard. Yeah. And it was not only challenging for her, but it was frustrating for me because I, no one prepared us for oh, no. what menopause would look like at yeah. that age. And then at the same time, I didn't know how to help her because she had never gone through what she was going through. And I really couldn't articulate what I was going through. Yeah. And so we dealt with a lot of self-image stuff because sometimes I think if I'm speaking for you wrong, you can correct me, but I think sometimes you dealt with shame oh, just yeah. because of how your body, you know, was reacting mm -hmm. as we were going through time. And I was trying to comfort um, and find the words or trying to be a husband that was supportive. And so if you're listening and you understand that and you know where we're at, yeah. um, there have also been moments where literally loss of income happens mm -hmm. or we were in a financial crisis and we were just me as a man. I just felt like, dude, if I couldn't provide in the way I wanted to, you know, because is, is it that your identity? I'm sorry to cut you off, but is it that your identity is tied to that? job that income i like, mean part of it yeah what was it yeah. At, 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 in several instances i felt like my career was an expression of who i was and once that changed but i, I think at the at the core of it all was there's always this need for me to have a sense of control with my financial destiny to be able to provide the type of security for my family for my kids uh to where hey we have a vision of what we want to accomplish and we could just go out and do it and there were not only moments where I could not do that, but it was even worse. We were in a hole and mm. it felt like, you know, yeah. um, everything was against us. And so even in your eyes, you didn't see it as like I was being a failure in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I was literally having bouts with thinking to myself, I'm a failure as a man. I'm a failure yeah. as a father. And so it was really stressful for me. And so if you're searching for purpose or passion in your life, OK, uh, we, we really believe that this is going to help you out. Um, you got to take note 
when you're going through these changes in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, because it may begin to affect your daily performance in yeah. life. Um, and this is actually a good thing. It's a mm -hmm. good thing if you can become more self-aware and you're actually tracking the difference in the normal version of you. And in some cases, you're actually going to have to release an old version of yourself oh, in no. order to move into this new season of who you are. That is a challenging. I just speaking from you know experience. That is a challenging process to let go of the idea of the old you yeah. because that's all you've ever known. Yeah. And and so the six pack Sean with all, all black hair is gone. That guy doesn't exist anymore. He still has a six pack, but it's covered with subcutaneous fat. But neither as the spouse <laughs> I should that was hilarious I see you. She just kept on going like I didn't even say it, but I thought it was funny. But neither as the spouse should I see you as the dark haired six pack guy, because that's just not who you are anymore. As, as, I need to learn as a new sheriff up to, in this. <laughs> I need to learn to love him um, in this new season at this new level yes. who he is now. Yeah. So y'all can imagine this is a challenge as y'all are riding in your car or you're at work and you're listening to this and you're at the gym. You can see yourself in this circumstance because there are changes that are inevitable. They are going to happen. But how we embrace those changes is difficult, not just because of the fact that I have to come to grips with the fact that now I have gray hair and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody's trying to give me peace about it. Like, oh, it makes you look distinguished. In my mind, I'm like, uh, OK, look whatever. at the pictures on Instagram, y'all. He look good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. But your spouse has to deal with it. And so do you. So that being said. Listen, guys, while we're going through all these changes, you have no clue how one yeah. negative argument can all of a sudden send you in a downward spiral, right? Uh, if your spouse is in a season of processing mm -hmm. and you penalize them for not being, quote unquote, normal. Yeah. Man, you could be setting them back. Yeah. Because they're really trying to come to grips with their new normal. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, how in the world do we work through these difficult seasons as a couple? Okay. We're going to give you guys a lot of questions. Okay. A lot of these questions were ones that Lynette and I had to navigate through. And I dare I say, we are still processing. Oh my gosh. Because you're still changing. Mm hmm. So, I mean, so not can the we. the same person who I was, you know, when our kids. You know, we're born. I am completely different. Yeah, we're, I ain't the same person since uh, 2020. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Woo. Uh, I think all of us can attest to the fact that things have changed fundamentally. Yeah. Um, and so that being said, um, what qualities and characteristics would you like to define you? Hmm. There was something that um, John Maxwell said in a book, Make Today Count, that actually it helped me tremendously. It's a really short read. Yep. But one of the things he talked about in that book was grading yourself on a day-to-day -day basis based upon your core values. And so on my daily journal, I actually have my top five values. Um, did I live to give? Did I value my family? Did I live a life that was poured out? Did I walk in integrity? And was I a man of faith? These are my core values that I want to live by. And I grade myself with a yes or no at mm -hmm. the end of the day, because if you're not anchored in your core values and you never assess and evaluate whether or not you're living 
up to those characteristics. It'll never change. Then, yeah. Um, the word for integrity, mm-hmm. the root word of integrity is integer. Like, uh, and when yeah. a person is fragmented, mm-hmm. a part of their personality is chipped away and they're not whole. They're not a complete individual. So when you're walking in, te- in integrity, you're actually walking in the wholeness, the fullness of who you're supposed to be. And if you're allowing compromise on a day to day basis in your lifestyle, then you're not the complete version yeah. of who you are, your integrity self. And so um, pornography mm-hmm. It slips in because a person after a while has allowed a tolerance for something that is less than the best version of who they are. Um, A person who all of a sudden um, is contemplating, you know, um, going off on a spouse or abandoning their family, not taking care of their kids. Like these things sound really extreme, but they start like by you cracking the door every day. You're opening the door little by little. And then next thing you know. It just makes sense to do the evil that you're falling into or the compromise that you're giving yourself over to. So what keeps that in check is when every day you can assess and evaluate, you know what, am I living up to the standard? And I like it because these values, and as you were talking, I was just thinking these values really become a a border, just a a fence of protection where... You know, you've got this really big yard that you can do whatever you want within the parameters of this yard. But the minute you go outside, absolutely, the minute you do something that doesn't reflect, you know, who God created you to be with these values, Mm -hmm. then you're becoming someone that you yourself don't even want to become. Yeah. So I want to ask that again. What qualities do you want to define you? Yeah. Um, List them out. Um, Write them out. Even express them to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about it and and ask them what characteristics do they want to be known by as well. Um, another question to ask is if you're experiencing a major life transition, how has life now changed for you? Mm-hmm. OK, so since it happened, I am now in this place. OK, going back <laughs> is, is and I know it's, it sounds so funny to me, but when I got that tooth removed. No, things changed. <laughs> things changed. You can't eat the same. <laughs> okay. That being said. Your smile changes. Yes. Because like now, subconscious. No, I'm saying it was my front tooth, Lynette. No, that's what I'm saying. It was my front tooth, y'all. So like the way you smile, the way you talk. So now everybody out there listening knows that they going to be looking ain't. at your teeth. They're going to be looking at my tooth. Every time you see me smile. You're going to be at an exo conference. They're not listening to right. anything like, you say. Let me like, see that tooth. Where's that tooth? Which one is it? Where that flipper? None of us. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> but it changes everything when you begin to see things like, yeah, my life just actually changed. And the problem with most of us is like something happens. Yes. And we don't see it as traumatic as it actually is. And y'all get the book Marriage in Transition because we talk about this a lot. It's that trauma that hits you in your life and it's beneath the surface, but it's never confronted. You know what I mean? On, you know, um, between you and your spouse. Yeah. Something has changed. What changed and how has it affected you? You know, my story is very different because, you know, so we had we married at 18, had all three kids Um at 18. So by the time they hit school age. <laughs> Wait, we didn't have all of it. At eight I mean, not, not at 18, but we started at 18. Um, so by the time they hit school age, it freed up my schedule. I wasn't so kid focused anymore. Mm-hmm. And it really left me with who am I? Yes. 
like outside of the kids. It was like I borrowed a little bit of Sean's futuristic mm-hmm. and I sped up 10, 15 years down the line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I don't figure out who I am right now yes. while they're six and seven, then by the time they graduate high school, I am going to lose it. Yes. Now, not realizing that I was still going to lose it, but it's different yeah. when I'm in the negative. Well, it was it was when as our kids were going off to college, we weren't losing it because we lost ourselves. Correct. We were just excited because uh, there was a handing off. We yep. were passing the baton to leadership and now they were grown and, and about to be on their own. But how many couples when they finally have the kids leave the nest, don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They have to like rediscover who they are in this season. And it's okay if you're there, but um, you guys really have to say, okay, who are we now? What are we most passionate about? What do we want to see happen in this next season? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that leads us to another question that you need to ponder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Process this one. What are your new interests, passions, and hobbies? Mm. Okay. Basically, are you doing what you love to do? And if not, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. No No. more excuses. No more excuses. But really just process. Just and and here's the thing. Like, I think it really is for us. We were so driven and so focused, so busy that we didn't pause to like reassess. Like, man, I loved basketball. Mm -hmm. Okay, And I stopped playing for a long season of my life. And then once I got back in that gym, it was like, woo, just just holding that basketball it's in hand. Freeing. Yeah, it was, you need to rediscover your hobbies. You know, I tell women, you know, um, all the time, you know, when they ask me, like, how do I, you know, how do I mature? How do I balance? And how do I, and I always tell them, you need to remember who you used to be. Mm-hmm. The little girl inside of you is still there and find yourself doing what you used to do when you were little. Mm-hmm. Like just because you grew up doesn't mean that you can't fish anymore. Doesn't right. mean that you can't, like you said, uh, play basketball or maybe you expand your tea party to actual like real tea mm-hmm. and you, you you bring your friends over. Like the things that you, that you found yourself doing when mm-hmm. you were young, they're still there. Like evolve. You've evolved. So right. allow those things to evolve. But make time. But make time to do, get back to the basics. Yeah. And, and man, I really hope y'all take this one because this is so huge. This is big for us. Um, and I will say it helps when your spouse supports you as you're trying to figure it out. Okay. It, 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 be, a, be a supportive spouse that says it's okay to allow them to discover and try new things meaning um like let me you know let's say for instance the tea party thing you just brought up like all of a sudden you say you want to bring some ladies over the house and y'all gonna have some time to just connect and do a book club or something you know am i going to be the one that said no y'all gotta do that somewhere else i don't want nobody in my house right or am i gonna say you know what okay i can't do that five nights a week (laughs) right but on this time while you do that you good with me going out and, you know, playing some golf or going hooping or whatever the case may be. Working out that compromise, I think, is like a really, really, really powerful thing mm-hmm. um, and in supporting your spouse. So another thing that you should do, OK, tell your spouse what you need for support. How can they support you? I think uh, we were talking to a couple the other day and we were trying to help them out. They were going through a season and this this sister's expectation of her husband was so lofty it was so 
unreasonable. Unattainable. It was, it was just, it was an unattainable. Like she literally wanted him to be her therapist, her doctor, her lawyer in the courtroom. And Jesus. And Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. She she wanted him to be all of it. And mm-hmm. it was just, I, I, I said, practically, this man can't be all of that. <laughs> but, but. Can you articulate for them practically how you want them to support you? Do you want them to hold your hand? Yeah. Do you want them to talk to you 30 bring it minutes way, way a day? Down. Yeah, bring it, bring it, make it real simple <laughs> to where you'll spend, you know, put the cookies in the jar where they can reach up and grab them, bad boys. Okay. But give them some practical ways instead of just feeling like I don't feel supported. But what does that mean? Yeah. What do you need? Okay. Communicate that to them. Um, another thing to answer and assess what are your new goals? What do you want to accomplish in this season? For yeah. some of y'all, you've been a, a wannabe book writer for 30 years. You've been saying it and you was going to write it and you were going to do it and you haven't done it. Yeah. Some of y'all need to lead a marriage small group at your church. Um, some of you guys have a goal of getting in shape and you want to, you know, begin eating healthy. OK, but you haven't done the thing. Right. Reevaluate your goals. Really challenge yourself. with You know what? I'm going to write out what it is that I actually want to accomplish. OK. Another thing to consider, and this is really big, an identity crisis may actually be a sign that some need in your life is currently not being fulfilled. Mm. Okay, so what are some of the ways that you need to satisfy those needs? I think it's very important for all of these questions, but this one in particular, these can't be rushed. Nope. Like as you were reading them out, I was like, you can't rush any of these answers. You have to have carve out time to sit down and really examine your heart, especially this last one, to figure out what need is not being fulfilled. You can't just, at, you know, think about that one in the grocery store. Right. So like there's voids happen very often yep. in our lives, especially as transitions come along, yep. as we mature. It's the aftermath of the earthquake. It's the aftermath of the earthquake. So we have to figure out what pillar has been shaken mm-hmm. and what do I have to do in order to get that back up? So for me, I know this is going to be like super spiritual, but I don't operate properly when I don't have private worship. So, like, if I don't have within my week outside of church, this Mm -hmm. is outside of church. Right. But if I don't, like, have a moment for me to sit down and exhale and, like, worship, then I am sharp-mouthed. I am, um, like, on edge. I don't want that. Y'all want this short. Y'all want this. You know. (laughs) So, it's like. Go back in the worship, girl. (laughs) Go get you. You and Jesus need to work it out. But, But so. But that's something that I've recognized is a pillar. Mm. And so when it's off or yeah. when it's not being fulfilled, something I know it's I'm not going to be right. OK, so what is that for you? Think through it, y'all. OK, um, another one. I'm going to give you one one bonus. OK, oh, here's the bonus. bonus. Do, 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 do. And this is good. What helps you to cope when you're struggling? Oh, what helps you to cope when you're struggling? This probably should have been number one. This one's good be- because. As you go through these different transitions of life, if you don't process the better way for you to cope, Mm. not the worst one, Mm -hmm. but if you don't process the best way for you to cope, then you'll find yourself circling back around in an area of your life um, and you can't break free. Okay, so all of that was said to challenge you guys. If you're having that moment where you're like, help, I've lost myself. 
I don't know who I am right now. Where's Waldo? Okay. <laughs> if you feel lost, these are the questions that help to bring you back. Yeah. And the good thing about these questions, you don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. You can walk through it with your spouse. You can pray and ask God for help mm -hmm. as you Answer the as you ask these questions, ask the Holy Spirit to bring clarity to your thought and to your mind. Find a, a great place to think your thoughts mm -hmm. and your thoughts will find a place within you. Um, I want to say something really quick. Go for it. So as he was talking, I just want to encourage you. You're not the only one that has lost themselves. Mm -hmm. Like throughout this whole episode, we've shared our own personal stories. You know, we were funny with it, but the reality is you, there are thousands, millions of people all around the world that are going through identity crisis. But here's the good thing. Having an identity crisis filtered through these questions right. is a great opportunity for you to reestablish a solid foundation yeah. so that you can build it and you can build that amazing legacy that you want. And so starting over and answering these questions, it's a great, great starting point. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you all subscribe wherever you're listening. And it's helpful if you invite others to become a part of our community. You can submit your questions to exomarriage.com forward slash transition. Make sure you don't forget to follow us at Sean and Lynette on IG or FB. Until next time, remember, your marriage can succeed in every season. Peace. <laughs>